Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get this We've had a million, million nights just like this So let's get down, let's get down to business Welcome to episode 11 of Podcasts. After a week break, we are back And I'm joined here today by Mr. Franz, Sophie Benitez, and Corinna Thomas So, welcome everybody It's been a while Yes, it, it has. has. It has been. How long has it been since you've been in the studio? It was first semester, so I don't know. Month Definitely and a half, maybe November? six weeks. No. Yeah, no, it was might it have been because we only had one yes. or two shows in December. I think it was November then for me. So a couple so months. It's, yeah, it's good to be back. So we're going to switch things up a little bit today. Now, typically at the beginning we do a recap. I know there's lots of things going on, but it's just been sort of difficult to retrieve a lot of that information. So we thought we would change it up and start off with our discussion and so the discussion that we have discussed and come up with is the traits of a teacher that make a successful teacher in your opinions now we're not going to mention any names throughout this but um just in your eyes now that you you know have been in school now for 11 years about juniors correct yeah Mm -hmm. okay what is it to you guys that makes a a good teacher well i made a list so i didn't ramble perfect but um one of the things for me is like i know it's not in the quote like job description but i just like when teachers like build like actually like try to build personal connections and are there for like their students because like you can really tell when a teacher's just like there just to be there because you know it's their job and then versus teachers who are there because they actually care so i just like the teachers who show they care and who are willing to maybe go the extra mile to help those students succeed. I love that. My dad was an administrator and that was something that he always talked to me about uh, when hiring teachers was he didn't necessarily care like what they knew content wise. He was more trying to find somebody that was personable and that would connect to students and then eventually the content stuff would come on but he was more interested in someone who was willing to build relationships Mm -hmm. and whatnot and be like a personable yeah yeah like teachers that are teachers because they care about kids and they want to help you know the education of children whether or versus teachers that are just teachers because they need a job so not not the ones that are just in it for the money is what you're saying yeah okay yeah <laughs> all right uh what else do you have okay for us? um they kind of all kind of go together but okay. i also put like respect for their students so i know like a lot of teachers say i'll respect you if like you respect me and i mean i think that's a really good motto to have because if you like because like i mean i agree with it but like at the same time it's like it depends i mean i know for me personally i respect teachers regardless and like if I like like don't like something about a teacher, I'll either address it with them privately or like not say anything at all because I don't want to like create a situation. Ruffle the feathers a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but like other times, I feel like it can go one or two ways if they have that motto. But typically, in for my aspect, like for me, not just anyone else, but personally, I feel like that's a good motto. But for other students, I know that can be different. Did you have something to piggyback? I feel like I feel like for me, respect is like earned. Like yeah. I'll respect you if you respect me, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Like I know you're supposed to respect teachers and stuff because, you know, they're teachers and they're adults and you're just a kid, but like sometimes teachers sometimes some teachers, not saying all teachers, yeah. but sometimes they go like too far and they abuse their I want to put in quotes like power it's mm-hmm. not really like power but you know what I mean like yeah. they just abuse their um, well, I, th- I think there is some inherent power to being mm-hmm. a teacher some of that has been kind of washed away over time but you know they, they can dangle the grade out there and they can write you up if they want to um, yeah so th- there is there is some power and I totally get what you guys are saying I think mutual respect yes. is what we're talking mm-hmm. about yes. yeah and it needs to be earned from both ends. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you can't just expect to be respected as a teacher just because you are a teacher. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, respect is earned. Right. So yeah. what, what in your eyes, what would earn the respect of Sophie Benitez if um, you were in my class? Hearing from everybody, 
not just, you know, like one specific kid that you like or or picking or giving this person a better grade or a better chance just because you have a personal connection with them more. Or like, um, I don't really know a specific um, example that I could use, but I'm going to think about it and then I'm going to get back to you. I know so, what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to think about it because I definitely, I've definitely thought this before and I've definitely been like outraged by something that has happened. And I feel like I've, I just really feel strongly about respect between me and a teacher. 100%. And I think like on the first day of school, you can typically tell whether, or maybe the first week, maybe not necessarily the first day, but within the first week, you can, (laughs) you thought of it, but Mm -hmm. within the first week, you can definitely tell like this teacher, yes, or this teacher, no. I was a little nervous going into this because I just had Karina in class, so <laughs> I'm taking notes over here, mental notes. Like when teachers take your phone, but then the person next to you like has their phone out and they're looking at the slideshow that's on the board, but then they like stop and they go on something else. And when the teacher no, walks that by, happens? yeah, no. it does. But then one time I was just getting my phone out to look at the slideshow, and the teacher grabbed my phone and like everybody else's, but it's like. I was looking at the slideshow because right I have now, a problem seeing. I'm going to plead you know? insanity when it comes to cell phones. So that would be if I were your teacher that I've never had you as a teacher. But mm-hmm. if that was, yeah, I would just simply plead insanity because it drives most of us teachers absolutely nuts. The fact that you can't keep, not, not you, but students have mm-hmm. a tough time um, keeping their phone out of their vision for more than 45 seconds. And so it it irritates us to the point where we start doing stuff like that, that in our minds we know are not best practices, but we... Then when the teacher took everybody's phone, they proceeded to take pictures, like with the picture button, you know, when it's locked, proceeded to take like selfies on everyone's phone. So he didn't just, mm. they didn't just take it. Interesting. That's it one way. Just... We need to pause on the cell phone conversation because that's uh, that should be for another day. The whole <laughs> yeah. we could we could uh, spend yeah. a whole time yep. discussing that. I love that. when teachers are organized. They got a plan. <laughs> they got a schedule. They're posting it on classroom. See, that's and you really, really know what's going on. Comment, that's yes. what that's makes a good, a good teacher as well. Mm-hmm. Like that schedule, that organization. You know, they got everything in the right place. You know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's just nice. Yeah. Anyway, Karina, what's up? What else is on your little Let's list see. there? <laughs> Um, okay, I said that one, and I said that one. <laughs> okay, um, good leadership skills, because if you, like, are a teacher, and you just, <laughs> you just come in, and you're like, I'm, you know what I'm trying to say, like, I don't know exactly classroom, how to say Classroom like, management. But, yeah, like kind of what you just kids said. are just talking, and the teacher trying to get the attention, and then, like, the kids won't stop talking, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you have to, like, assert. Yeah, like, not like, like certain, mm-hmm. like not like you know what I mean. Yeah, and I feel like that's harder for newer teachers. That 100%. doesn't make them any worse of a teacher. It's just harder because they're getting their foot in the door and they don't want to be like. I feel like I would personally feel like nervous because I want my students to like me. Yep. But then I also don't want them to not like me because I'm too strict. Yep. But y- you have to find the middle. Yep. And then, like. That's where that that's, respect that's, part comes yeah. in, too. And yeah. that's the problem uh, I think a lot of teachers have is they don't set the expectations the first day. You really have to set that tone the first yeah. day or first week, kind of like you mentioned. And then hopefully after that, you can set a routine and they kind of understand the expectations and then you don't have those issues. Yeah, and a right. lot of times the younger teachers have like in their mind, like, I'm going to kind of be their friend, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. be liked. It I want to be liked. Like and... You can be liked and still set those rules mm-hmm. from the beginning, but typically that's not something you learn about until you're, especially at the high school level. In the middle school level, it's probably pretty difficult mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I think you can go into an elementary classroom on day one and just be like, this is how it is, Yeah. period. And the kids are just in awe of mm-hmm. teachers. You, know, you guys are seasoned students. You're not in awe of us anymore. So. Well, because even, so I'm in intro to ed, and so I observe in classrooms, and I was in a second grade classroom, and, like, I walked in, and they, like, called me Miss Thomas, and, like, even then, with me even being there, like, two days, mm-hmm. they, like, respected me and didn't, like, 
even though I'm only like I don't know how many years older than them. Like I'm not well, as second far. grade. I mean, they're seven years old yeah. and you're 17. Yeah, I didn't want to do the math. So but, 10 you years. Know, <laughs> the easy math. But yeah, so it's not like a huge age gap where like they are with their teacher, but it's still they saw me as like yeah. higher. But the difference between 17 and seven is way different than the difference between a 23-year-old teacher and an 18-year-old senior. Yeah. Like it's just a... Yes, that is so true now that I'm thinking about it. Gap. That is true. I feel like because then that's kind of like, I mean, people may have friends who are like that age gap from them. I don't know. So Mm -hmm. it's just... It's not just about the number of years. It's about the maturity. Yeah. Both physical and mental. And how you like manage it all. and. Um, one of the things that I'm curious as to what, like you haven't mentioned this yet, and I guess mm-hmm. we haven't mm-hmm. allowed you to continue on, but one of the things that the principal said when I was in our first introduction like meetings, because all new teachers have to go to these new teacher meetings, mm-hmm. um, he said, be visible, which is saying be more than just a teacher in the classroom, mm-hmm. that we're a high school and we have a lot of different activities and you your students should see you at those activities or being in charge so mm-hmm. coach yes. uh, be a mentor be a, a whatever a sponsor of an organization yeah. go to athletic events go to musicals mm-hmm. does that yes yeah move the needle I, for you guys yeah i agree with that because then you can see your teacher as more as a person than just like right, a like teacher only. or higher like power person you know what i mean and so, I don't know, I just feel like, and also if you invite them to your events and they come, it also shows that they care. Mm-hmm. So then it all kind of just stems from teachers should show they care and not just blah, right. it's my job. Like, not, you know. not just show up at eight and leave at four or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like it shows also that they actually like have a life outside of the school, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, yeah. as a student, you just think, oh, you're just my teacher, but like they have families, yeah. they have like, kids and cars and stuff and they actually like have a home and they do stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think yeah. i think that's funny but yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's cool i like when i see teachers outside of school i think it's so funny because i'm like oh my god you shop here too students always act so awkward I, I, so this is my psa if you see me in person you can act like a normal person and say hello rather than put your head down or just have the most awkward interaction of all time which is what usually happens yeah i feel like so. it depends for me if like i see i see a teacher if it's someone i really like i'm gonna be like oh my gosh that's so and so i'm gonna go say hi but if it's someone who i like am not as close with i'm like eh, don't really want you to see me looking like this today like yeah. all right so i'll take that in mind the yeah. next time i see you out in public and yeah. see what your reaction is yep. to seeing me oh i'll say hello okay. i will what all right does that is that it for your list yeah i okay. basically just had as long as they show they care and are there for me as a person, not Good. just a student, then, Good. yeah. Any, anything else to add? Um, no, I think I said that I like when teachers are really organized and they have like a plan for mm-hmm. every day and then they share that plan with us so we know what to expect. I think that's really important um, because it just helps with organization and planning for mm-hmm. the student's schedule and for the teacher. Mm-hmm. So I really like that in a teacher as well. Like right. I don't like coming to class and being surprised. Like, that's mm-hmm. not okay. <laughs> yeah, or they come into the class and are like, what are we doing today? Uh, I'm not sure. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'll figure it out in the next couple of minutes. No, literally. That's so it's like, yeah. that's um, wild. And that's all crazy. the students get on their phones, and then it's yep. like that's, you won't get off of your phone right. because you're already on it. But yeah. Very true. Okay, good discussion. So we'll uh, we'll take a break here. And then we will head to our interview with Mr. Rumps and finish up with a game about winter activities. Like you ain't this beat up dog. And now welcome on a couple very special guests here. It is Mr. Jim Rumps, the mentor of the boxing club, and Josue Rojas. So thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We'll start off with this. Tell us about the boxing club. Tell us more. Tell us more. How did okay. you, you get started with it? I think this has been, is this year two? Yeah, this will be uh, This will be our second year. Okay. So a couple of years ago, I proposed the idea of a Muay Thai club to our principal. And he said, no. But I got it listed in the clubs. 
but it never went anywhere because he kept saying no. And so last year, a student had gone to her counselor to ask about ways she could get more involved at West because she had a very high absentee rate, like very like 58% absentee rate, I believe. And so her guidance counselor gave her, is Brooke Bowman, um, gave her a list of all the different clubs we have at West, and she saw Muay Thai. And she was one of my students, so she came up to me and said, hey, we have a Muay Thai club. I'm like, well... No. Unofficially. Yeah, unofficially. It doesn't exist because we were told that we couldn't do it because of violence and things of that nature. And so she expressed to me, you know, she's disappointed because she thought there'd be something that would, you know, get her more connected to the school. And so I said, give me two weeks. Like, I'll figure out something. Give me two weeks. And so I asked Mr. Johnson again, and I said, could we do boxing? And he said, well, no. And I said, okay. And so then it, it got around to basically that we couldn't do it here but the option was open to do it if we could do it off campus somewhere so i was able to um to figure out a place we could have it and um i got some donations from people so we could buy some equipment and then it was a week later i said brandy let's go and so we ended up getting some people in and i have to give brandy a shout out because at that point in time, and she gave me permission to share this, but at that point in time, she had the 58% absentee rate. She had some Fs. Um, last semester, she had all A's, I think two B's. Whoa. And she was mad about the B's. Mm-hmm. And her absentee, I think she only missed five days of school. Cow. Wow, that's a big change. That's impressive. That's mentorship material that right is. there. No, no, I think that's success in spite of the mentor. I think that's where it goes. <laughs> So taking a step back, mm-hmm. what what inspired you initially to start a Muay Thai club? Was it just you wanted to be able to defend yourself better or you wanted to learn it and then you wanted to bring that upon some students as well? Or what what, okay. what initially inspired you to do? All right. So that's a good question. So when I was at ISU my sophomore year, at the end of my sophomore year, um, I went back to Peoria and I, I, I was lifting at this um, powerlifting gym and it was such a... It was an awesome place, but if it rained, the roof leaked. We had to have buckets and stuff. I mean, it was rusty iron. It was an awesome place. And I, I was there one day, and I looked down like this basement-type area they had, and there were the guys boxing down there. I was like, oh, man, I should have done that, you know? You know I'm in college now, kind of too late, but I should have done that. So I'm, I'm walking down steps, I'm looking at it, and the guy says, you stick around any longer, you got to come back tomorrow. And I was like, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. You know, he said, the only rule is you can't quit. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize, like, how hard that was going to be. You know, because I wrestled, and that's hard. The only thing harder than wrestling is boxing, because in wrestling, sometimes you could stall. In boxing, if you try to stall, they just keep hitting you. Like, you yeah. just keep getting hit. Which, I, from what I understand, doesn't feel great. It hurts a little bit. Hurts a little, but you get to see stars. Yeah, so there's true. that. There's that. So there's <laughs> benefits to that, I guess. So so I started doing that and then came back out to Bloomington and there was a gym that was here and started boxing there. And there were these guys that showed up after a year of me being there and they were doing Muay Thai. I didn't know what Muay Thai was, though. And they they were like hitting these pads. They were kicking them and they were like yelling every time they kicked them. Like, this is so strange. Like, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And so they came up to me one time. They're like, hey, you should, you know, you should do Muay Thai. I'm like, yeah, probably not. Because I don't like to yell like that. Like, I just want to, if something's in front of me, I just want to hit it as many times as I can and make it fall down. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, we do that too. I'm like, yeah, but you, you yell. Like, every time you kick, like, stop that. And, and so he goes, all right, well, let's go in the ring. You do your stuff. I'll do my stuff. I was like, okay. I'm done, right? So, so that hurt. All right, because like with boxing, you just hit, you know, and with Muay Thai, it's kicks, it's elbows, it's knees, and it's, it, yeah, yeah. So I got taught a very cool Kicks lesson. Kicks your butt a little bit. Well, yeah, I got a cool lesson in humility, but then I started doing Muay Thai with those guys after that. So I was back in 1998, 1999, but it was awesome because in every single step of the way with boxing or with Muay Thai, um, you definitely learn the lesson of hard work, but then humble. Because on any given day, somebody could have your number, and if you don't walk in humble, then chances are you're going to get taught a lesson about being humble. You know. So what I wanted to do was to kind of get back into it because um, uh, probably about 2005 when we had Zach, I just kind of fell away from that because I couldn't devote that much time to it. 
then I want to get back into it because it was it was a part of my life that they really truly helped change me to who I am just facing that adversity every time I want to get back to that I want to uh, offer it to students because it's an unbelievably great way to get in shape but also again of, of, of trying to show a kid all right you come in you don't know how to do this by the end of your first day now you know how to do something right and then let me test you and test you and test you and show you how hard you can work and be successful at it yeah instill yeah. some discipline in them too yeah yeah well yeah because that's the other thing too about the club is you have to maintain grades Mm-hmm. to be in the boxing club, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to have C's or be involved in the after-school tutoring program or have permission from whatever teacher you have the bad grade with to say you can be part of this as long as you get that grade up to where it needs to be. Okay. So, Josue, let's, let's bring it to you. So what made you want to, I mean, lean on, especially this guy, for some mentorship and join the boxing club? Well, before COVID hit, um, I, I used to be in wrestling, and... I was basically the heavyweight of the whole entire wrestling team, and I remember this one time I was in this match with this, like, senior, uh, I'd say he was, like, the Incredible Hulk of the other team, and he basically just basically <laughs> lifted me up, hit me on the head, but I didn't hit the mat. Instead, I hit the gym floor, Oof. and sadly from there, uh, they didn't call anything. He just won the match, and from there on, I just had, like, a bad concussion. And so I was just basically stuck in the dark in my house for, like, say, a month or two. And then I remember coming back from that whole entire process of just, like, deep depression and all that. And I come back to school. Next thing you know, COVID hits. Hmm. And then I'm stuck in the same place over and over again. And... It's almost like I time traveled almost. Uh-huh. I, I'd say that, you know? Yeah. And um, I guess from there on out, I realized that, hey, I'm basically tired of just, you know, doing nothing. And, you know, if I want to improve as a person, I got to change myself for the better. And I believe when COVID was like less of more of like a threat, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. I remember starting getting a gym membership. And then I remember the first day of my gym, I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. (laughs) And I believe I just like did treadmills only at the time. But from there on out, I I think I just watched videos and just took inspiration from Arnold and Ronnie Coleman. Mm -hmm. And those are like my idols right there. Like they have like, they have like the best physiques I could ever seen in a person. Mm-hmm. And I guess I started lifting weights from there. And I believe I also got inspiration from boxing as well because they had boxing bags over there. Mm-hmm. And at the time I didn't have punching bag or punching gloves. Mm-hmm. So I kind of did use my knuckles only, oh. which kind of hurt at the time. <laughs> Don't shake your head. Some calluses, <laughs> hurt. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna hurt, yeah. yeah. But when I did buy punching gloves or whatever, um, I did like kind of get the hang of it, but also at the same time, I had I realized I need to learn better. Mm-hmm. And I guess I heard about this boxing club like junior year, and at the time I wanted to join, but at the same time it was more focused on my academic studies. Mm-hmm. And I think I did pursue that more. And then at the start of this year, you know, I was like, you know what, I want to be able to, you know learn more from it because you know it's a good skill to learn Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes you can relieve stress from it yeah and basically let out all the anger that you basically got from absolutely and that was gonna be my next question because i have a bag like in my in my garage and i i found it for a while to just be something therapeutic you know again like if if you do have some built-up anger or some built-up stress there's no better way you know Whatever you got going on at home, it's a way to just sort of release all that. Have you sort of found that as well? Oh yeah, you got some rage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And we've got we've got speed bags too. Yeah. So once you get the hang of the speed bag, you can get it going fast. You can get that thing thumping, mm-hmm. and then you can take a terrible serious that rage on that. Learning. Yeah. Right, but. <laughs> The thing with the speed bag, though, is it induces rage because it's hard to, like, get a hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, you walk into it mad, and then you hit it. You hit it the wrong way. You get a little bit more angry. But yeah. then something, like, there's a way you can get it to where it'll work right. And then once you get that, you can just 
sit there and slam on that thing for a couple minutes in a row and get a groove into it. Oh, yeah. It's a rhythm rhythm thing. That's why I'm not good at it. Rhythm is a dancer. It's going to get you. (laughs) So uh, can you talk a little bit about what a typical boxing, I don't know if you call it practice or session or whatever for the Mm -hmm. boxing club? Uh, Yeah. Um, We throw on some Puerto Rican rap. Mm-hmm. So that way I don't know if they're bad words, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's got a vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And so, right? It always works. Yeah, it does work, right? <laughs> so we'll do that. Um, we'll do some warm-up stuff. We have some warm-up stuff to work on, uh, footwork, and I go over kind of some of the punches that that uh, we're going to be focusing on. And, again, just repeating the message of make sure that we're coming into this practice humble. You know, even if you did great last practice, you know, it can always go differently, right? So we'll do that, um, and then we'll do bag rounds. So we'll work on certain punches on on different bags, we'll have different stations with that. We'll have the speed bag, and then we'll get to where um, half the half the people there are wearing gloves, half the other people are wearing uh, the focus mitts. And so we'll do rounds, and we do everything by rounds. So it's two minutes on, one minute off, two minutes on, one minute off. So we'll practice doing the punches there. Um, as we continue, we're going to work with one of the guys. Uh, his name is Scott Petrie. He does Panatukan. Panatukan is Filipino boxing. And um, so with traditional Western boxing, you dodge punches, you know. Filipino boxing, if something's coming at you, you actually destroy it. It's called defanging the snake. Mm. Because if you throw a punch at me, Dr. Mr. Franz, mm-hmm. and I destroy it's your doctor's fist. doctor's fine. Sorry, Dr. Mr. Franz. So if, if you throw the punch at me and I can just, like, break your wrist, you can't throw that punch anymore. Right, so we're gonna learn. But some, I got one hand left, though. So see, you you do have that. Yeah, I'm, well, teach English, not math, sir. Okay, <laughs> I did forget there is also that one there. So we're gonna do some some combination defensive techniques, so that way, because we're not sparring or anything right now. You know, down the line we'll get to where we can spar. Mm-hmm. Don't tell Mr. Johnson. Um, we may do some matches. Don't tell Mr. Johnson. Yeah, he, um, he doesn't listen to this podcast, so you're fantastic. fine. Then we're good. But um, yeah, it's it's gonna be cool because we can. We can do some cross training, you uh-huh. know, or cross disciplinary stuff. But yeah. it's also open for students to do Muay Thai on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Or I also do the Panatukan class. I take it as a student on Wednesdays, so you can learn Panatukan and then come do boxing too. Is that a Manny Pacquiao? Is that how he was sort of trained growing up? Was yeah, it through that? yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a Filipino boxing. So yeah. a lot of those guys that defend like he does, mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's how they first learned it. Very cool. And then there's some crossover stuff. Very yeah. cool. Now a question I had. Is this an, is it an IHSA no. sport? I thought I thought for some reason that they could be up in the used suburbs, to have it. Or, yeah, not around yeah. here. Okay. So what they, I know what they do have like down in St. Louis area, they'll have matches that happen, and mm-hmm. up in Chicago they have some stuff. Golden Gloves up there. Um, so if we get to that point, because I'm USA Boxing certified, so if we get to that point, we have some people. I think it'd be awesome. Absolutely. You know, for a club to go up there and you know and shaking your head yes. match, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's yeah. all done by and so we have males and females in it so it's it's done by weight class and it's also done um by gender as well mm-hmm. you know yeah cool Mr. what do you like about uh practices like what do you look forward to the most basically my progress at the end basically because you know you try hard every day and you practice to get more better and you learn those techniques and if you just fail to struggle the first time you can always come back to it again and you can keep on doing it until you're perfect you know perfect. or close to perfect yeah. anyway what about, now hold on now what about was there ever a time let's just say towards the end of a practice mm-hmm. right i had already done a pentateuch practice for an hour and a half punched a million punches you did the practice and then at, at the end of it did you ever challenge someone to a wrestling match <laughs> who's like five times your age oh oh yeah you yeah how'd that work out uh you got dominated listen, listen, dominated I, I, I haven't wrestled ever since wrestling oh, so you can't oh, blame wow. me on that i haven't wrestled since 1995 oh, okay but, yeah. <laughs> here we go here we go there. no that's cool so so what have you learned the most so far through doing it i mean it's something that i always talked about my, i kind of wish that i would i might have to join you guys at it's some okay. point but uh what, what have you sort of learned the most Maybe about yourself or mm. anything. Well, first one is my jab. He corrected mm-hmm. it on that. He's, mm-hmm. He told me basically that I, uh, what was it again? Like, Can we repeat this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You no, want to hit beep. them? So a lot of people, when they throw a jab, they just kind of like toss it out there kind of weakly, <laughs> something like that. I said, throw your jab with such force. There's a way you can twist your hips into it to where that person's going to rethink their life choices the first time that, that you hit them with it. Got it. Yeah. 
I basically am still trying to learn it as well, but at the same time, it's it's working out. Uh, I guess the thing I've learned about myself is that um, that with time it comes with like you gotta wait until you perfect it, I guess, and it just takes time. Cool. But there's something else that you're doing too, though. So I gotta give you a shout out. Yeah. Because there was a student who needed a ride, and what'd you do? Oh, um, Sean. Yeah. Um, I basically gave him a ride. Um, basically because Rums told me he was. Was it? He just uh, needed a ride. Yeah, right? he just needed a ride. Yeah. And so I've got one other student who may need a ride. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to, you know, pick him up. A boxing Uber Wednesday. over here. Yeah. Got <laughs> boxing Uber is gonna Does go get it. Well, he still owes me twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's an I, I think what That's kind of you're talking about, though, uh, the last comment is, I think our society in general loves shortcuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like this is an area which that there are not really any shortcuts. No. Um, I believe that in general, if you want progress out of yourself, it just takes time, like almost at the gym, you know? You start off with light weights, and then if you easily can do 10 like reps or something, you move up the weight. And you go until failure, you know? Mm-hmm. You feel something out of it. You yep. feel like you overcome your challenge, and that you basically did something for once, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So I have a couple more questions. First one, more a little more serious than I got a less serious one. Okay. First one. Yep. I'm on the fence. I'm thinking about joining boxing club, but I don't know whether or not I know. I mean, I don't know much about boxing. I can't hit very hard. Sell me on why I should join. How's it going to benefit me? All right, so for me, it'd be an easy one up. If you want to be in the position to where you're gonna be in a in a group of people that will treat you with respect and try to help you, right, and not judge a single thing that you do, but you come in and you want to just be helped in getting better, right? Because mm-hmm. realistically speaking, every time you show up, no matter how bad you may think you're doing, you're better than you were the last time. Absolutely. Because the only way to fail at it is to not do it or to quit. So if you're a person that needs something to where you just want to take that first step just to try to see if something's for you, then this would be a thing to do. Right? Okay. And what do I do to join? Um, you can just come find me. We have a Google Classroom. We meet uh, every Wednesday at 7, but I need to verify grades first. And if we need to get our boxing Uber <laughs> to get another stop on his on his route and uh, just write him more IOUs on that gas money. you know. And um, if you've already started and I can still join late? hundred percent. You can join okay. at any point in time. All right. Any point in time. You can be in other sports at the same time. Um, again, this is the thing of where I just want people to show up, create a, a brotherhood, sisterhood okay. of kids who are trying to do something better than they did the day before. Okay. And and from a student perspective, and why student should I join? Um, I would say the same thing as he said. Basically, boxing club, I only see family there. Basically, a family that wants to help each other progress in life help better themselves so basically it's like a dojo mm-hmm. and you got to respect the dojo sometimes yeah. and even the family that comes with it yeah great answer Cobra Kai. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a nice segue yeah, so thanks. my last question favorite all-time boxing movie i mean it'd be hard not to the rocky four okay going against the I mean, there's some other good ones out there like holly and have you seen the documentary while they were before they were kings or while they were king the mm. the Muhammad Ali documentary? Mm. It's really I good. Watch that. It's really good. So are you going go Rocky? Which Rocky? Rocky. Got to be Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Where's going against the Russian? Yeah, team. yeah. I was going to say. Yep. Ivan Drago. I mean, yes. What do you got? One. Rocky Four. Yeah. Man, I was going to be mine. I was hoping <laughs> you guys would go a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> The, the only thing I've always said, though, I mean, probably the most unrealistic boxing scenes, though. I mean, just hammering each other in the face with no blocking. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's not. I know. I okay, so we're doing it wrong. You guys are. Yeah. <laughs> that's my mistake. You guys have thick skulls. You just. <laughs> that's yeah, a yeah. You're just trying to yeah. strengthen those skulls a little bit. Yeah. That's what the sparring was going to be. Like, all right, right across from each other, just hit. <laughs> all right, Mr. Franz, do you have any more questions? No, that all was right. uh, well covered, and uh, we obviously appreciate you guys 
coming on and uh, hopefully people will be listening to this podcast that might be interested and maybe need that uh, a little encouragement or a club like this which does truly focus on bettering individuals well, thanks for having us appreciate right. it. thank you Welcome back. Uh, I'm joined again by Corinna Thomas, Sophie Benitez, and Mr. Franz. And we are here to do a draft similar to some of the drafts we've done before. And the topic today is winter activities. So there's a lot of places we can go with this. I just want to clarify, what months do you guys consider? I know we can go by the winter solstice, but what would you consider actual winter? December, January, February. So we're not including November in there. No. Yeah, so basically after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Can we agree on that? To, to spring break or to... Uh, to March. I just like March is like March this. is pretty cold. Uh, I don't cold. consider April <clears throat> winter, though. Okay, it, fine. Half yeah. the beginning half of March. Okay. So did I say April? So we're going to have activities, okay? And if like any other draft, if your activity gets taken, you cannot draft that. But we'll do a snake draft. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to start with the teachers because, as we mentioned earlier, we have the power and we get to choose. Well played. So, wow, Mr. Franz, okay. you like that? So, Respect Mr. Franz, the old guy, you can go first, then I get to go second, and then who's older between Me. you two? All right, Karina, you go last, but you get two picks. Okay. Oh. All right. So, Mr. Uh-huh. Franz. Okay. I, favorite. This is. So I know sometimes in drafts like this, you're supposed to choose one that you think won't be or will be taken. So I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna say simply Netflix and <laughs> movies, something hanging out, just relaxing, being inside. Sorry, are you gonna punch me? Holding um, because it's it's a great like I think a lot of people are gonna be doing that tomorrow. Do you? During their supposed snow day. Do you yeah. really? Yeah. So Okay. Side <laughs> eye. <laughs> oh, Mr. Franz. So you're going well, with my that. other two no one going no one's one. gonna okay, ever you said do. Netflix. Can I can I say that in a different way? Sure. Or no? <laughs> sure. Okay. This is not going to be allowed to be released. Um, okay. Is it my turn? Yes. Okay. So, again, this is pretty... I, I don't think the other two are going to choose this. You know what? It comes back around to me, so I'm going to start before this. Oh. I actually got into this, and I only get to do it every few years. It's very expensive, and, and now that I have kids, it's it's a timely... But I'm going to go with skiing. Ooh, and I, I really, I really <laughs> Where do got you into ski? skiing. So I've been to Colorado three times to ski within oh, the so last 10 years. Go. And then I've been to, and Mr. Mr. P takes the Outdoor Adventure Club here several times, and it's Cascade. So I've been to several mm-hmm. in the Midwest, and that, this is in Wisconsin, and in my opinion, it's probably the best, but it doesn't compare to, oh, to Colorado. Colorado. Well, yeah, but they have, it's like, just mountains. Utah. Once you get the hang of it, um, it was obviously really hard at first. Have you, have you guys all skied before? Yeah, I, I went with Outdoor skied. Adventure Club last year. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's hard. Too. It's a hard. But once you get the hang of it, there's just nothing cooler than, I mean, especially mm-hmm. if you go to Colorado and you're on top of a mountain, you're just flying down this mountain and the views are incredible. And it's just, I don't know, it's a really fun thing to do. And I really got into it. And so that would be definitely my number one pick. I wish I lived somewhere that allowed me to do it more often. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Sophie, to you. Um. So, I'm gonna. What is it? Winter activities to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say most likely. Um. I would like when it snows to play in the snow. Okay. Just play okay. in the Just snow in general. Yep. That okay. includes. Making snowmen. Wow. No, no, no you're taking snow angels. No. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't. You can't play. But you're just okay, general playing in the snow. Okay, then I'm going to be specific. Specific. Okay. Making snowmen. Okay. Okay. So, that, that, so, okay. so making snowmen would yeah. be your number one of, of all I the snow to, activities. Yeah, because I used to live in Wisconsin, and we'd get, like, a ton of snow, mm-hmm. and we'd just make snowmen all day. Like, 
four. Great choice. And I just, Good. it's really nice. Good. Okay, so mine's more personal towards me, but when it gets cold enough, so I live with a pond in my backyard, so when it gets cold enough and it all freezes, we, like, drill a hole in it to make sure it's thick enough, and then we go out on it and we ice skate. Nice. Oh, so that's fun. That's pretty fun. Yeah. How big of a pond is it? Mm, it's pretty decent size. Oh, I know where you, you live out, like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you've been to my yep, house. Yep, yep, But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I had to drop her off at driver's ed back in the day. Yeah. We barely made it to her house, but oh. we made it there. Right. Yeah, Quinn was a bad driver. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'm so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my second one is, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this one since you did yours, but I put Christmas mu- movies with hot chocolate. Oh, oh that's all right. So that's not different. just like specified to Netflix, yeah. but just in general Christmas movies and hot chocolate. And okay. your favorite? Mm, I I don't know. Probably the Santa Claus movies or mm. Elf. Elf Good is choice. a classic. But yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong. All right. Um, drinking hot chocolate and eggnog. It was a hot chocolate and eggnog. It was both. Like not even watching okay. movies at the same time. The, or no, that's a good one. <laughs> no, like just eggnog and hot chocolate. Like winter activities. Just oh, yeah. you got the holiday drinks. So you actually stole that from me because I love hot chocolate, but. Again, you can only drink it. I, you so just feel good. weird drinking it outside of Yeah, like in the December. summer, if you drink hot chocolate, it just... Can't do it. Feels weird. And Mine goes nog, bad because it's just... You don't you don't get eggnog in the summer. That's weird. That's what weird people do. <laughs> you get it in the winter. Do you, While like, drink it warm or is it cold? It's cold. I don't even know if you okay. can get it's eggnog like in the summer. It's, like, thick and it's yeah. so good. Because, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We're having a breakdown. Okay. All right. It's so Here. good. So that sound effect, I'm assuming, showed your love for eggnog. Okay. It's so good. Okay. Back to me, I believe. Correct? Yes. yes. Okay. I absolutely hate winters. Oh, wow. So <laughs> this rude. one is something that I like to do every year, is I like to plan a vacation oh, because it gets me excited for winter to be over. And I just kind of like doing that sort of thing. But during almost every winter, my wife and I look and go through a bunch of places that we would like to visit, maybe a lot of times that we haven't been, and... I just plan a vacation and something that I look forward to every winter. And then again, it's just, it's a way to get my mind off of how much I hate winter and look forward for something. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of families do that. Yep. Yep. Um, I, one of my favorites ever since I started growing up and it's true, uh, having a couple boys, I love playing football in the snow. You get two, by the way, two picks. Um, so that's your second pick. Um, football in the snow. You can, uh, like using your feet or whatever you want to use you can use a shovel if you want just put out like yardage lines and end lines and uh, sidelines whatever goal lines and you can hit your kids as hard as you want and they just (laughs) fall into the snow and it's just fun so that's a great one i'm sure that you have done that before as well so um and then my last one is probably something that you'd never heard of and you're probably going to think it's kind of crazy but we did this a lot when i was younger we had a little bit of property in our back in a creek and woods and stuff like that but we used to play called a game called tracks so one person would be the leader and they would go off and obviously you have snow has to be on the ground a decent amount but you would try to confuse the people and it was basically like a hide and seek but they can see your track so you would like you know, go around a tree or go, go around bushes and like try to do tracks different ways and they would try to follow your tracks and you were trying to, you would get like a five minute head start basically and um, it, it was- That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that I'm, does I'm stealing, sound I'm stealing fun. this from you. <laughs> basically like hide and seek, but, they can but see not in tracks. the dark. They can see your tracks mm-hmm. and they have to follow you. That's a great idea. That. So yeah, that's fun. We played that a lot. I mean, we would play it for hours yeah. like until my mom would say, that. "Come in and have some hot chocolate." <laughs> exactly. So yeah, exactly. Winter activity. Okay, uh, my next one, and this is very basic of me, but I don't care. Oh, is just having a fireplace going. Yeah, I that love is just. Basic of you. It is. It is. But I, I, I don't know. I love having a fireplace. I love when it's we have, like, just the automatic one that like you flip the light. And the just... aesthetics of it. The I, and I like sitting next to it. 
you put your back on the fireplace, mm-hmm. sit there for yeah. like, I don't know, five minutes, and then you get off and you sit, and then you sit on the couch and it's like feels all warm and toasty on your back. Mm-hmm. I will likely Can't do beat that it. tomorrow. To yeah. Yeah. Morning, in if we fireplace. don't have school. Yeah, we're calling it. Oh, well, after yeah. we teach. Knock yeah. on wood. <laughs> when you listen to this, you will have all already gone through a snow yes. day. Yes. Hopefully. Okay. To you. No. Oh, sorry. To so, Sophie. Thank you. <laughs> um, Pick number three. I would say, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. You know the light shows like that yeah. you drive through? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that winter activity. Like, I don't feel like it's just a Christmas thing. I feel like it's a winter thing mm. because, like, sometimes there's, like, mm-hmm. you know... Like, like the Dickens things. house, is that what it's called? Like yeah. in Hudson? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like Which a, is... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you just drive your car through all the lights, and there's, like, animations, and it's just, like, lights. Have you, you been know? to the East Peoria Festival of Lights before? Yeah. I don't... I, no. It sounds you like something you would like. You would really like Yeah, it. you but should. I went... I remember we went to this place once, and it was, like, twice we went through these lights or whatever, and I thought it was so fun, but, like... We never did it after that. Do you bring hot chocolate with you when you go? Because we would always do that as well when we would go Ooh, no. look for look at Christmas lights you as we would know take hot chocolate and eggnog. Okay. Eggnog, that's fine. <laughs> we're we're an eggnog family yeah. more than a hot chocolate family. Wow. Okay. But you at least brought drinks. Yes. So. Yeah. Make it a show. We, it, was, mm-hmm. it was fun. I like looking at the lights. It's okay. like just something to do in the warm car, and you're looking at all the lights. Yeah. And it's way better if it's snowy out, too. It yeah. is way better. I think Absolutely. almost everything in winter is yeah. better if there's <laughs> a little bit of snow. Yep. Fresh mm-hmm. snow. Yep. Not the dirty snow that happens after all the salt trucks have been out. And Yeah. Uh. Yep. All right. <laughs> okay. Trying to get two. Okay. Um, snow ice cream. Oh, so great. I love making that. Um, I made it recently with, what is it? It wasn't condensed milk, but it was like this Eva- other milk. That evaporated was like, milk? Yes, that's what it was. I made it recently with evaporated milk, and then I put vanilla and sugar in it. It was mm. so good. Great call. But you got to make sure that it's like clean snow and not like dirty snow. Obviously. You know, you don't want yeah. the, yeah. Um, I don't, okay. I also have sledding, so. We have like, also by our pond, we have these like really big hills. And so, well, I mean, I guess they aren't seen as that big now because I'm older, but when I was younger, they're, like, huge. So we would always, like, take our sleds and, like, go down them. And then sometimes, this isn't winter, but in the summer, sometimes we ride our, would ride our bikes down them. But Fun. It, like, leads to a cornfield, so you could go on for, like, a while. Yeah. <laughs> sledding, I can't believe sledding hadn't been taken yeah, yet. I, I mean, that was a, kind of an obvious one. <laughs> yes. You got that as your, that's a great value pick for your last pick. Yes, very much so. so. All right. Good one. You had a strong right. draft. Back to so, you. You did. I when I was in, I went to Oregon one time during the winter, and we went down these hills in a tube. Oh yeah. And I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Well, I only went down once because we. So it was me, my cousin, my sister, and my cousin's boyfriend. We were all in a line of tubes, so we were all going down together, and we went down and we flew out. So, like, into the parking lot, through the fence, like, (laughs) it was crazy. It's like Christmas vacation. Yes, it was so crazy. And, like, we flew through the fence, into the parking lot. Like, I lost my glasses, I think. Like, it was crazy. But it was fun. I wanted to go again. Nobody else wanted to go again, but I wanted to go, and I want to do it again. So I'm going to put it on my draft as a winter activity. All right. So the tubing thing that you did one time. Ever was yes, your favorite? Because I want to do it do again. again. All right, I, and all right. nobody wanted to go do it with me again because they were petrified for their life because they just <laughs> went through the. Bed. But I really wanted to go again, and that does sound very fun. Yeah, it was so Definitely. fun. Yeah, it does sound. And they were like, "Ow, my head! I hit it!" I was like, "Oh my god, stop being a baby! Just go again." <laughs> okay, this one's kind of boring for you guys, but oh. again, I've have recently gotten addicted to golf within the last few years, and so. Doing a golf simulator is the next closest thing that I can do. Like on your golf phone or simulator? like? No. It, well, there's a new place called X Golf in town. What? It's next to Hy-Vee. Wow. And it, it just looks, it simulates a golf course. And so you just basically hit into this big jumbo screen hmm. and then it makes it. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's supposed to simulate the golf experience. That's your But you don't really activity. have to, you don't have to move. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't actually golf. I, can't, I don't know. Yeah can't really golf in the snow it's, 
it's difficult. Well, you can't so. because you can't golf in the snow. It's like trying to golf in sand. It's, it's not. It right. can be done if it'd be hard to find a golf a ball dusting, too. But but it's open yeah. like all the time. Uh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean not twenty four seven. But well, I know you know what I mean. Yes, I do. I meant year um, round, man. So I don't have a fourth. So Ow. we're just gonna close it no off. Fourth, I lose the draft no, automatically. Well, <laughs> well, let's let's do that because I, sure? I actually have a list here of a few other ones that I didn't get to. Did you guys have any that we that didn't make the cut that you TJ had on your does. list? I took my sledding. TJ, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if that will. I think you're good. I can hear you. Yeah. All right. So um, I go to these <laughs> concerts every winter called Winter Jam with my buddy KJ. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just an amazing experience just going and watching people like Skillet mm-hmm. in concert. It's mm-hmm. amazing. All right. Where's it at? Uh, it's down in Peoria. Okay. I Indoors, went there, right? Like, years yeah. ago. Okay. I haven't been there in a while, but I went there. It was pretty cool when I it's went. Fun. Concerts are a good thing to do in the winter, they are. too. It is. Mm-hmm. I have only been to one. Winter one. gym or just no, concerts? just one concert. <laughs> mm. Been to a Maroon 5 concert. They're my favorite band. Cool. Nice. Yeah. A lot of sing-alongs there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um. So no, you guys didn't have any? I mean, cause no, I, have, I, have I a couple said that all they... of mine, yeah. You took vacations. Basically, uh, Oh, I taken. didn't even write that oh, one Oh, that's down. a good one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> an obvious one we didn't. I was also surprised no one said is Snow Days. Oh. So, that one's one. going to be my fourth, but I'm yeah. like, I, I think we're. Um, another we're one would be watching, just watching football, especially like the Super Bowl or playoffs for me. And then I also had not doing lawn, lawn or yard work. Not having to mow, oh, not true. having to pull weeds, not that's having to do anything. You know, that's a good one. That's a, that's throw a good, some salt down. So that's a good, yeah. Oh, no, but shoveling. You got to yeah, shovel. Yeah, but you don't have to shovel very often. Yeah. Well, well not two. here. Yeah. yeah. So a couple but, times a year. Yeah. Well, that was shoveling. fun. Maybe we we gave some of you all that are listening some ideas. Or cleaning off your car. Yeah. So, I don't like right. that activity. Defrosting. All right, that's it for our episode. So thank you for joining, and we'll see you next week. gets in your hair.